When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Happy Friday morning to you and yours. You are listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN Plus, and on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. Courtney Cronin, Harry Douglas, kicking it with you here on this Friday morning. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Want to join in the conversation at any point this morning? Number to get in, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-729. Three seven seven six. Dak, the decision maker. That is the topic that we start out with here this morning. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. In an interview with ESP with USA Today's Jory Epstein, Harry Dak Prescott was asked about his stance on where he wants to be in negotiations for the team this offseason, considering. The Dallas Cowboys have 20 players scheduled to hit unrestricted free agency. Their depth chart has three starters on offense, one of which could be Amari Cooper as a cap casualty, five on defense, and also their Pro Bowl punter. So Dak was asked about this and whether he wants to be in the conversations. We hear quarterbacks talking about this all the time, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. And here's what Dak had to say, quote, I think it just depends on whether they ask me. I'm not going in and knocking on doors saying, hey, I want this done. I want that done. But I'm pretty sure that my opinion will be valued in certain decisions as I hope. So with that being said, just plan on helping this team get better in every which way I can, end quote. I ask you, Harry Douglas, former NFL wide receiver, if the owner wanted your opinion on who you want as teammates, who you want, who you don't want next to you in the locker room, things like that. Obviously, you're going to say, yeah, value my input, but how realistic do we feel this is for Dak Prescott to be involved in these conversations this offseason, and how valued do you think his input's going to be? Well, first I'll say this, Courtney. When you look at Dak Prescott, you look at the Dallas Cowboys, the first person you have to look at is Jerry Jones, right? His personality. And I'll take it back even to Jimmy Johnson, to Bill Parcells, uh, Jason Garrett, now Mike McCarthy. You look at all those guys, uh, and some of those guys have strong personalities, and Jerry did what Jerry wanted to do, regardless of success or not, right? So I think Dak, the first thing, I believe he already understands that Jerry Jones, is, uh, his personality is his personality, and that's a strong one. And what Jerry says and what Jerry thinks is basically what's going to go when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. right? Even his son, Steven. Even when his son, Steven, says things, I'm like, okay, okay, Steven, but you got to run that through your pops first. <laughs> like, we know who's running the show, and that's Jerry Jones. So that, in his opinion, does it matter at the end of the day in, in, with the Dallas Cowboys? No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all because Jerry's going to do what he wants to do. He doesn't care what, what, what Dak thinks in his opinion. Now, if it was another organization that Dak was playing for, then Dak's opinion probably would, would, would pay dividends and, and give weight. Mm-hmm. 
But the fact that it's the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry, Jerry Jones, no, it doesn't. Whatsoever, none whatsoever. Yeah, and remember, Dak Prescott, back in 2019, they started talking about contract and a contract extension for him, and those negotiations did not get done really in earnest uh, until they were so far along in the process where it felt like Dak really wasn't in the control there that the Cowboys were like, no, if we want to tag you, we're going to do that. We're going to do what we want to do because, like you said, Harry, that all comes down from Jerry Jones. Now, when you look financially, and money does talk, Dak does account for the highest percentage of the salary cap in Dallas, nearly 15% in the 2022 calendar year for, for the Dallas Cowboys. Like, should that factor in? I'm not so sure, but like, wouldn't you want, if you are, if you are Jerry Jones and you look at the situation that Aaron Rodgers just went through last off season with the Green Bay Packers and how frustrated he was that he wasn't involved in more personnel decisions, wouldn't you want to avoid possibly heading for a divorce for this quarterback that you just guaranteed $126 million to when you made him the highest paid player at his position with that big extension? Wouldn't you want to avoid making this player unhappy, and yes, I know that you just lost a wild card game, and Jerry can go ahead and pin that blame on Dak Prescott and the decision-making there on that final play, but wouldn't you want to keep him happy and put the pieces around him that he wants and involve him in those discussions a little bit more? I think that's the, that's the smart thing to do, but I think a pride issue, and I don't see Jerry sacrificing anything on his end for Dak Prescott's greater good. I just don't see that because when we look at Jerry Jones, he has too much pride. You know what they say back in the day when, you know, guys dancing all in the videos. You know, that's that's Jerry Jones. Like, he's the owner that can't sit back and just let people do their job. This is the same owner that does press conferences at the football games. What other owner do you see doing that? Nobody. And he, he has a prop. He has a control problem. And as long as he's not able to sacrifice, I think this team is going to suffer in every which way possible. And that's where I think the conversation turns. Like, how seriously do we take owners when they say we want input, right? Like, back in the 2020 offseason – before the Houston Texans hired Nick Casario as their general manager and then David Culley as their head coach. There was talk about Deshaun Watson wanting to be involved in conversations, wanting to have his seat at the table because he's a tremendous athlete. He's, you know, the quarterback of this team that had just had a really, really bad season in 2019. And at that point, you need to be able to have his voice a part of the conversation. And he was told from Cal McNair and all the reports that came out, like, yes, he'll be consulted. Yes, we're going to sit down and have conversations over dinner, and we want Deshaun's input. And then they go and hire two people that he very clearly did not want to be associated with. And then all of the stuff came out, and this is obviously before the allegations of sexual misconduct came out with Deshaun Watson. This was January of 2021, where – he was in a spot like, no, I'm out. Like, you didn't listen to me. I said I wanted to be involved in this. So do we actually take it seriously when owners say, like, yes, we want input. We want all of this. But at the end of the day, the players aren't cutting the, the players that they want to be playing with them a check. That's the owners. So I feel like it's really difficult, whether you're Aaron Rodgers, whether you're Deshaun Watson, and whether you're Dak Prescott now, to actually feel like your voice is going to be seriously considered when negotiations come to the table about who stays, who goes, coaches, all of that. Like, sometimes it happens. Like, I can give you an example now. Obviously, in Minnesota, where I cover the Minnesota Vikings for ESPN.com, Keenan McCardle was retained as the wide receivers coach. 
Why? Because they have a thoroughbred in Justin Jefferson, and he really, really likes him, and that makes sense. Keep your star player happy. But is every decision going to go through your star player to keep them happy? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But, but I'll say this. When you look at the National Football League and you look at star players across of it, one thing that they can understand and talk on, which owners I think GMs can't do, is that locker room mm-hmm. and the people around them making the plays. If your star player comes to you and he says, hey, I feel like we should keep this guy. He's a great locker room guy. He pays, dividend, pays dividends on the football field. But the owner says, you know what, we're going to cut him anyway. I don't think that's good for your football team. Because if a player has come to you, especially a player that you respect at that high of a level, and tells you that, hey, I think we need to keep A, B, C, or D. And, Courtney, you, you see it happen all the time with these veterans. Mm-hmm. Some of these players may go in and tell management, hey, we can't cut this player. This guy keeps our locker room together. Mm-hmm. And then they cut him, and then the locker room falls apart. And then now the owner's like, I, I don't know why this didn't, fall, this didn't work out. Well, he just told you that that guy keeps the locker room together, and you cut him anyway. It's little things like that. In the Deshaun Watson situation, they made a decision on DeAndre Hopkins, his right-hand man, without consulting him. The quarterback, which Deshaun Watson, in my eyes, may have been, I won't say may have been, was a top five, probably top three, top four quarterback in the National Football League at the time. So in my eyes, it's very disrespectful that you don't consult him on situations and moves that affects his play on the football field. Yeah, and in the previous two situations we've talked about, Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers, obviously they're still with their respective teams that they had issues with in terms of I don't have enough to say, my voice is not valued here. Like, those situations could be headed towards divorce. We could see Aaron Rodgers somewhere else in 2022. We anticipate seeing Deshaun Watson somewhere else in 2022. Do the Cowboys really want to hedge hedge their bets on this that if you don't take – Dak Prescott's voice seriously and obviously like he was asked about this it wasn't like he was coming in demanding like he said in that quote like I'm not coming in knocking on doors being like listen to what I have to say what I say goes or I walk like you want to be careful when you're teetering that line that you don't irritate your star player enough or alienate him to a point where it ends up heading towards divorce that was a straight talk straight talk wireless no contract no compromise. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com today. Straight ahead, another quarterback who might be a little perturbed with his current team. That's Kyler Murray. Could he be the next to ask for a trade this offseason? We'll get into that here on Greeny, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Kyler Murray walking back some of his decisions that he made on social media in a post that he made on Valentine's Day talking about how anyone who has ever stepped between the lines with me knows how hard I go. He says he regrets unfollowing uh the Arizona Cardinals in, in, in recent weeks. And of course, this has become the big social media drama, but it's an alarming concern given what the off season could potentially hold for Kyler Murray, potentially entering the quarterback carousel, which is spinning at a rapid speed. Currently, this is Greeny on ESPN radio, ESPN plus and the ESPN app, Courtney Cronin and Harry Douglas, keeping you company on this Friday morning. Try the $45 silver unlimited plan from straight talk wireless with nationwide 5g on America's best network, straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise, see terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5g capable device required actual availability Coverage and speed may vary. Let's turn now and welcome in our friend ESPN NFL insider Jeremy Fowler joining us on Greeny this morning. Jeremy, let's start with the Kyler Murray stuff because we've seen a lot come out in recent days. Uh, ESPN NFL insider Chris Mortensen talking about this odd vibe between the team. His reporting saying that Murray's described as a self-centered, immature, finger-pointer. He's frustrated with the franchise because he was embarrassed in that playoff loss. What are you hearing about the situation where it stands right now? And if we're talking about, like, like, is this a five-alarm fire? Is it a two-alarm fire? Like, how concerned (laughs) should we be right now for the Arizona Cardinals with the malcontent between the franchise and the quarterback? Yeah, Courtney, I would say there's mild concern. I don't know what uh, time on the dial that would be, maybe 5 a.m., 6 a.m., something like that. But uh, the Cardinals aren't going to panic here. They recognize that Kyler Murray might have been sending a message, whether it's contractually related or not. I think talking to people around the league, they're trying to sort of figure that out and process this. Uh, It's still unclear because he hasn't made a definitive statement other than that post you mentioned. And so you're talking to people with the Cardinals, they they have fully budgeted and expected – to re-sign Kyler Murray at some point. Like, that's their expectation. Now, uh, the season kind of uh, cratered on him at, at the end of the year, and there probably was some finger-pointing behind the scenes, but he's a big part of their plans, and so they have to figure out a way to coexist. There have been leadership questions about Kyler Murray in the past, um, even dating back to coming into this year. Uh, people were wondering whether year three he'll sort of put that all together. Um, from what I've heard, you know, he's made some strides in that area, but maybe not all the way there. Uh, but he's a franchise quarterback that they still plan to build around as of now. And, uh, you know, they're going to kind of stay patient here and, and let things fall into its natural course. Yeah, Jeremy, it's obviously it's obvious that the Cardinals organization and Kyler Murray, they both need growth, right? Growth is the word here. Uh, yeah. Who takes that first step? Because we know it's not easy for the for a person to say, you know what, I'm gonna take this leap of faith and this first step to things being patched up and being great. Who takes that first step? Well, Harry, I, d- I do expect Cliff Kingsbury to be involved in that. Whoever takes it, I, I think he'll be one of the first. Um, you know, he, he's a very accountable, approachable coach. 
Um, you know, things haven't gone well for the team late in the last two seasons. Uh, and he knows that, that he's, he's a part of fixing that. And so uh, he and Kyler, from all I've understood and, and, and heard, that they've had a good relationship, uh, at least in the first three years they worked together. They've sort of been tied to the hip. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury has referred to their relationship as like movie director and producer and so, you know, or director and star. And so, like, you know, they're, they're going to try to make this work. And if they haven't been in contact already, then they will be. Uh, but, you know, he's probably like everybody else kind of trying to figure out why this clear-cut message from Kyler was sent this early in the offseason. And that's the thing. If it is contractually related, even guys like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, they got a deal done after three years in the NFL, but it was late in the summer, you know. So we're in February and all this is happening. So that, that's kind of what perked everybody up a little bit. Yeah, maybe not the uh, smartest uh, idea by Kyler Murray doing this while Major League Baseball is in the midst of a lockout. He's not able to use the Oakland Athletics as leverage yeah. here. But nonetheless, yeah. we we know that there was a clear message sent there. It's not a mistake when somebody deletes stuff off of social media right. or unfollows the team, all of that. So so we know that, that where there is smoke here with the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray, there is certainly fire. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Courtney Cronin and Harry Douglas here on Greeny. Um, speaking of another quarterback who may or may not be with their current team in 2022 is, is Aaron Rodgers. And we know that the Green Bay Packers did hire Tom Clements, who is one of the coaches that Rodgers credited for his development in those early years. Yeah. He's going to come out of retirement, return to Green Bay as the quarterback's coach. What's the latest on his timing? I mean, we've heard that he's teetering on this decision. Is he going to stay in Green Bay? Is he not? Like, Does this, from what you're hearing, help because obviously it looks like that, but where is he? Is, he, is right. he close to a decision at any point? Well, the Packers feel like it certainly doesn't help. I mean, this is a move that signals that they're willing to accommodate Rodgers however they can. And so, you know, I know the team is waiting on him to kind of come back to them with, with a plan and kind of what he sees happening for next year. That should come during the franchise tag window, which starts February 22nd ends March 8th because of the Devontae Adams parallel here. You know, like Rodgers knows that uh, they have to make a decision on Adams and his future. If they want to lock him up to a franchise tag as sort of like a placeholder for a long-term deal, they certainly can and probably will do that. And so this will all sort of happen around the same time and probably around the time of the NFL Combine in early March. And, uh, you know, the Packers still believe that they are the best spot for Rodgers to win games and win a championship. And so they're sort of hanging their hat on that, hoping that that's enough uh, to keep Aaron Rodgers in play. They feel like, you know, the relationship between Rodgers and the front office has greatly improved from a year ago. And uh, even though they have salary cap issues, you know, they can make some cuts and, and do some things to the roster where they can be competitive again. The Packers making that move, though, I know they say they want to do everything they can to accommodate Aaron Rodgers, but is that a sign of desperation? And rightfully so, because he's the back-to-back two-time <laughs> MVP. Uh, the last two seasons, uh, four-time MVP back-to-back uh, within the last two seasons. But is, is, is there a show of desperation in doing that as well? Uh, yes, definitely yes. Uh, I think it, it um, probably speaks a little bit to the Jordan Love development. You know, that they're, they're still high on him, but, you know, he hasn't played much. And the one game he did play, it didn't go so well. Um, where now they have a guy who they probably didn't anticipate winning back-to-back MVP since they drafted Jordan Love. I mean, it's whether Rodgers wants to admit it or not, the selection of love perked up Rodgers in a big, big way, uh, and he played great, you know, probably the best football of his career, where he was sort of trending downward a little bit before they drafted Jordan Love. 
So, you know, I think all things considered, the Packers are, are looking at this broadly and saying, okay, we have maybe the best quarterback on the planet. You know, why would you ever move on from that? They've, they've never said that they would trade him or were open to trading him, even last year when it was ugly. Um, I never heard that publicly or privately. So right now they're trying to stay firm in that position that they plan on having him back. And, you know, I, I think if, if the contract demands are outrageous or Rodgers just wants too many things that make it untenable for the team to build around him, maybe they would back out. But I think they can find a sweet spot with all that stuff. A head coaching carousel stopped spinning finally yesterday. Uh, I obviously have a vested interest in that because I would like to take a break for a little bit. But Kevin O'Connell was officially hired on Wednesday, introduced in a press conference in Minnesota on Thursday. He's the 10th head coach in franchise history. Obviously, we turn our attention, Jeremy, to the quarterback situation. And you and I just authored a piece with Dan Graziano at ESPN.com about quarterbacks that could potentially be on the move this offseason. And yeah. your cousin's name continues to come up in this conversation. Yeah. What did you, were you as uh, much of an eyebrow raiser as I was yesterday when you hear Kevin O'Connell when he's asked, is Kirk Cousins definitely going to be your quarterback? His answer is, well, he's under contract and I'm excited to coach him. Did that ring a certain way to you uh, as far as not like, I, I came here for this guy, I am going to turn the franchise around, I can get the most out of Cousins? Right. Like, what did you make of that comment? Yeah, Courtney, I think, well, first of all, yeah, the coaching carousel went about three weeks too long, so I think everybody's exhausted. But uh, with O'Connell, yeah, he's, he's playing both sides. He, he's playing it smart. You know, you don't want to overcommit because if, if the front office has different ideas, a month from now or two weeks from now, then you don't want to paint yourself in a corner. But, you know, I do know that in the interview process with the team, you know, O'Connell sold a vision for cousins and what he can do with them and that he was high on them and believes in them. And it was, it was my understanding that a lot of the coaches in that process felt that way when they interviewed for the Vikings front office, people weren't as sold on cousins. And I think that's because they have to look at the bigger picture and a $45 million cap hit and what that means for the future for a guy in the last year of his contract. So um, you know, some differing opinions there, but I, I do get the sense that regardless, whether it's Cousins or somebody else, they want to get Kevin O'Connell off to the right foot in year one, you know, to, to have him start with like a Kellen Mond uh, last year's draft pick or a draft pick this year and say, hey, good, good luck, kid, in your first job, first year. I, I just don't necessarily see that happening. He's got a history with Kirk Cousins from their Washington days uh, or the overlap there when he was on the Washington staff. And so, you know, they, they feel like they can probably win games with him. And Cousins has never had an offensive-minded head coach in Minnesota with him. This would be the first time that he has a former NFL quarterback in O'Connell in the room with him game planning. So maybe there's something they can work out. But, you know, they're, they're bigger fish out there, obviously, a Deshaun Watson type. I just don't know if Minnesota would give up, you know, the three first-round picks it would take to get a guy like that. But isn't this a good situation for Kirk Cousins, though? You're, you're going to be in an offense that you're very familiar with, that you've been in since you – were a rookie in Washington, you have a guy that coached you, that knows you, you should be more comfortable. Shouldn't this yeah. be a positive for Kirk Cousins? Well, it's definitely a positive for Kirk Cousins, no doubt. And he's in a great situation either way. Do $35 million this year, and then you can hit free agency. So they either have to extend you, trade you, or you know just play out the contract and play out the last year. Either way, Cousins is well set, uh, and he should be in a good offense that accentuates his skill set. You know, it's more just the Vikings coming to grips with we have an above-average quarterback who is probably not great and has some clunkers every year uh, in some big moments, you know, and it is what it is, right? Like, we, we know uh, Cousins' resume at this point. You can win games with him. Can you win a championship with him? It might be tough. 
So that's why I think that the safe play might just be to let Cousins play out his contract. Get, let him play the one year, maybe put some voidable years on that huge cap hit number to try to uh, lessen it, and, and just go from there and, and play it out. Yeah, it's certainly possible for the Vikings to let Cousins do that, even with the $45 million number. There's always there's always some fail-safe, and they have other veteran players that they have to consider in the mix there too, Jeremy, uh, as far as who might get restructured, who might be a cap yeah. casualty, and other things of that nature. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Courtney Cronin and Harry Douglas here on Greeny. Thanks so much for the time. Hey, thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Harry. Have a good day. Thank you. According to research, 90% of employers plan to make enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. After all, a happy workplace, like one that allows for a flexible schedule and focuses on company culture, is the key to attracting and keeping great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job and proactively presents them to you. You can easily review the candidates and invite your top choice to apply. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, ESPN Plus, and on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. Courtney Cronin, Harry Douglas keeping you company on this Friday morning. Kevin O'Connell, the new Vikings head coach who was introduced at his press conference on Thursday, had this to say about working with Kirk Cousins. Kirk's played at a a very high level, and he's done a lot of really good things um, throughout his career. I know who he is as a player, and I know what he's capable of, and part of our job as coaches is is maximizing uh, a player's ability to go out every single Sunday and have success. So uh, I feel like that's going to be an advantage for us as we build our system offensively, make sure we really focus on the things Kirk does well, which I I do think are a lot of aspects of playing the position. Um, It takes all 11 to move the football on offense, to run it, to throw it, uh, to score points in the red zone. Um, But, but, uh, you know, I'm anticipating Kirk being a part of what we do. Here's the thing that I struggle with, Harry. Having covered Kirk Cousins in Minnesota since 2018 when he left Washington as a free agent and signed the then-historic three-year, $84 million fully guaranteed contract. Every time this happens, and it's happened a lot, where he gets a new offensive coordinator. It happened in Washington nearly every year, and it's happened every single year for him in Minnesota. We get these offensive minds that come from the Shanahan-Kubiak tree, and every single time it's, this person's going to take Kirk Cousins to the next level. This person is going to get the most out of Kirk Cousins. And now we're seeing that same discourse with Kevin O'Connell. Have we not seen this quarterback reach his ceiling? Like, how much more can you possibly get from Kirk Cousins, when you've seen this guy for nearly a decade now in the NFL, majority of that as a starter, how much more can you expect Kevin O'Connell's system is going to get the best out of Kirk Cousins? Have we not already seen that? See, that's the thing. I, I feel like Kirk Cousins has reached his ceiling. I, I honestly believe that. And I know he threw for 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions this year. But also when watching those games, Courtney, I've seen a lot of opportunities that Kirk Cousins missed to – Jefferson, to Thielen, to, to, to guys Osborne, to guys who are open. And I mean open, 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 open. Those are the things that bother me. But I'll take it back to when Kirk Cousins was drafted, the same draft class as RG3, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. They wanted Kirk Cousins back then to be the starting quarterback, not RG3. That, that's, it, it's a reason why they drafted him. And I remember playing against 
the at the time it was the Redskins, but the Washington Commanders at the time. And RG3, we knocked RG3 out of the game. Kirk Cousins came in there first series, threw a touchdown pass to Moss. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and he actually balled out. And it was just confirmation from Shanahan and them going against Snyder. Hey, I told you, this is the guy that we wanted. This is the guy that we wanted to take us to the promised land. So they've always wanted Kirk Cousins in that sense. Now, O'Connell came later, uh, I believe, I'm not mistaken, in Washington. And now he's been with Sean McVay. Yep. He's been with Sean McVay. And Sean McVay does things a little differently. And we just seen Sean McVay trade away Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. Now, am I saying they're going to trade Kirk Cousins? I'm not saying that. But if Deshaun Watson get, gets through his legal situations, right, you're not going to tell me they're not going to put everything on the table for Deshaun Watson because Kevin O'Connell just witnessed that with the Los Angeles Rams and they won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So if you are that owner and you're that general manager, which is in his first year, would you not make that trade for Deshaun Watson if he gets through all the legal things? Because I do believe Deshaun Watson shouldn't be worried about football until he gets through his legal stuff. That's, I'll say that first. But if he does get through that, you wouldn't trade away some of the house to get a guy like that to go with a Dalvin Cook, a Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen? This team wants to be competitive. I mean, that's what ownership has been saying all along. They will not at any point concede to a rebuild with a new staff. Like, they've kind of – you know, almost putting cart before the horse here saying we are going to be, quote, super competitive in 2022. That's what Mark Wilf, the co-owner of the Vikings, told me yesterday when I asked him, you know, you you've on January 10th, when you fired Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman, you said you're going to be competitive in the fo- next season without knowing who your next head coach and general manager are going to be. You've doubled down on that stance. So does that teeter you on one side of the line towards staying with Kirk Cousins? Because here's the thing you have to realize there aren't that many other options out there. Like, look at no. the quarterback market in free agency, not the one, not the quarterback market where players are trying to force their way out of their current teams. It's pretty bleak. We know what's been said about the draft class, the discourse around that group. So what are your other options? As Jeremy Fowler told us moments ago, you know, is it Kellen Mond who played one series in relief for Sean Mannion in, two, in the Week 17 game against the Green Bay Packers? Probably not. And – Honestly, if you don't have a viable option at quarterback, your offense looks like it did in that Week 17 game against the Green Bay Packers where you can't that's even scary. score 10 points. Like That's a problem. That's scary. So that's scary. You, it, very scary. I had, to, I had to watch that game. That's I watched scary. the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's, 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 there are bleak options out there, and I think that that would lead. Like I'm kind of leaning towards where Jeremy was going with this conversation that let Cousins play out his deal, get through this year, and then you can handle it because if you really are trying to appease ownership and you want to be competitive, you've got to have a quarterback who can actually help you move the ball down the field. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE.COM. Straight ahead, if it is truly over for Carson Wentz, where do the Colts end up going at the quarterback position? We'll get into that next. But first, this from Vivid Seats. With a safe return of live events, you can actually be there to catch all the action in person with Vivid Seats. That's right. Every alley-oop slam, every one-timer, every sideline grab can be experienced live. And with Vivid Seats rewards, you can earn rewards like free tickets. All you have to do is collect stamps, redeem, and repeat 
It's that easy. From upper level to courtside, Vivid Seats has you covered for all the events that matter to you. So grab your tickets today and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. More coming up on Greeny, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. Happy anniversary to the Indianapolis Colts, who one year ago today agreed to agreed with the Philadelphia Eagles in a trade for Carson Wentz. They sent a 2021 third round pick and a conditional 2022 second round pick that turned into a first rounder to the Philadelphia Eagles. So now the Eagles own the 16th pick in the NFL draft and Carson Wentz might be one and done in Indianapolis. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin and Harry Douglas keeping you company on this Friday morning. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for college basketball action as Virginia Tech hosts UNC. Coverage begins at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Chris Mortensen, ESPN senior NFL insider, was on NFL Countdown talking about Carson Wentz's future and what that holds for the Indianapolis Colts at the position. For Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts, it looks bleak. Yes, the Colts did not give him support uh, verbally after the season, said that uh, they weren't guaranteeing them anything. Well, right now, it looks bleak, and by March 18th, he'll probably be traded or released. That's when his $15 million of his base salary is guaranteed. So for Carson Wentz and the Colts, it looks like it was a one-year marriage that went wrong. Harry, I ask you, do you think he's done in Indianapolis, or is there any way that they could potentially salvage this and you know try to make it work financially where you're not paying him? Like, like Mort had said, he has that you know $15 million option. But beyond that, do you see any way that Carson Wentz stays in Indianapolis in 22? I don't. Uh 
because of the things that transpired, especially late in the season when it came to the Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz. And, Courtney, I'm going to point out three games where you just had terrible things transpire, right? The first one I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. You look at that interception late in that game that led to a touchdown for the Tennessee Titans and then the interception in overtime. Carson Wentz just doing Carson Wentz things. Even though he didn't throw that many interceptions on the season, when he did throw them, they were very costly for his team. And then you look at the game against the Raiders, right? They lost that game as well. He threw a Hail Mary, I think, at the end of the first half in that game that I don't know how I didn't get picked off. And luckily it was a touchdown and they were still in that ball game. But he also missed throws in that game to help his team win. Then you go to the last game of the year. Yeah. Well, all they had to do is win. And it's Jacksonville. And Carson Wentz couldn't. Jacksonville. <laughs> ja- I got to tell, tell you a quick story. So when I, when I went to the Titans, right, and this is what the Titans at the time, when I went there in 15, they weren't good. And uh, I remember we were playing Jacksonville, and a coach was like, hey, y'all, we got we to gotta get ready for Jacksonville. And I had came from Atlanta, and I said, we got to get ready for Jacksonville. I said, Jacksonville? I said, I ain't never lost to no damn Jacksonville. We getting up for Jacksonville? That was my reaction. So, yes, Courtney, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were one of the laughing stocks of the NFL last year because of their head coach, Urban Meyer, or former head coach, Urban Meyer. Uh, they lost that game, and Carson Wentz didn't have a great showing. So that had the owner, that had the head coach, that had the general manager very, 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 very upset. And now we're at this point right now to where I do not think Carson Wentz is going to be back in a coach uniform. Yeah, well, what does this mean then for Frank Reich? Because he vouched for him with yes. this trade. After Phillip Rivers retired, they wanted to kind of keep the momentum going. They were a playoff team in Rivers last year. So they go and get Carson Wentz. And, yeah, I know you can't control injuries and all the stuff that he dealt with his foot in training camp, and then he had the surgery and he comes back. But Frank Reich, th- this has his fingerprints all over it. Like, at some point, does his seat get hot and we say – you made this decision to bring your guy from Philadelphia here. You have to fall with, you know, fall on the sword for it. Yeah, because he put his name on it. He signed off on it, right? When you go in there and you vouch for a guy and that guy doesn't come through for you, you don't even make the playoffs when the year before you actually made the playoffs uh, with Phillip Rivers. You took a step back as an organization. You took a step back as a team, mm-hmm. right? And what were we talking about with the Colts toward the end of the year? Hey, this is one of the scariest teams. It was the Colts and it was the 49ers. The 49ers propelled and made the playoffs and made a run. The Indianapolis Colts, they did not. And the head coach signed off on it because that was his guy at one point. And it didn't work out. So it has no ch- he has no choice but to be on the hot seat. And you look at the Colts the last few years, they have started a different quarterback the last few years maybe the last three or four, if I'm not mistaken, Courtney. Mm-hmm. You can't get through like that, starting a different guy year after year after year after year after year. At some point, that has to go on the head man as well. Yeah, and maybe this is their chance where they're probably not going to be in the mix for, let's say, an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson, guys that might not be at their current destination in 22 and can force their way out via trade. But I don't think it's completely bleak for the Indianapolis Colts and their fan base to think that, okay, you just gave up a third and a first for Carson Wentz. You're going to have to you know, go down 
to to be able to go back up. Like they could potentially be in the mix for more reasonable names, like a Kirk Cousins, like a Jimmy Garoppolo, like a Derek Carr. I think that those are names that are probably worth pursuing. And once his own market in in that respect could technically expand, but either way, uh, it would be a significant cost saving move for the Indianapolis Colts to move on from Carson Wentz, whether they release him or trade him this offseason. Don't miss coverage of NBA All-Star Weekend on ESPN Radio. All throughout the weekend, we've got the Rising Stars game tonight, All-Star Saturday night tomorrow, and the 71st NBA All-Star game is Sunday at 7 p.m. right here on ESPN Radio. Straight ahead, keeping that NBA theme, does the addition of James Harden impact Joel Embiid's MVP campaign? We discuss. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.